my newest bonus podcast is called Is There Inconsistency About Which Women Were at Jesus's Empty Tomb and Is It Significant? I'm sure that many of you have heard how there are some atheists out there that tell Christians that they can disprove that Jesus is the Son of God because they say that the Bible is full of lies and inconsistencies. But is that really true? I will do extensive research and analysis on the main passages that pertain to Jesus's um, resurrection from the tomb and the women going to see it and whether there's any inconsistency. And then I will analyze it and I will note it for you. And I will use the New King James Version of the Bible, also known as NKJV and internet resources as needed. There are times that both he and him are used within the same Bible verse, so I will put within brackets who is speaking and who is being spoken to, if I feel it may not be clear by the context. Additionally, I will put my analysis, evaluations, comments, and opinions within brackets, and will try to let you know when I'm sharing this, this information. If you would like to read this research project further or any other of the other research projects I've done in its entirety, you can go to either of these two blogs I felt led to create to post these. Um, you can go to Biblical Proof at https colon double backslash Biblical Proof, B I B L I C A L P R O O F dot blogspot, B L O G S P O T dot com, or do Biblical Inconsistencies Really Matter? Find that at https colon double backslash biblical inconsistencies. B I B L I C A L I N C O N S I S T E N C I E S dot blogspot. B L O G S P O T dot com. I will first include the related passages in their entirety and will then put similar portions of them to, together to further analyze them for inconsistencies and determine whether they are even significant. Matthew 28, 1 through 10 says, now after the Sabbath, now these are all talking about after Jesus has been buried in the grave, been crucified and buried in the grave. Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10 says, now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow, and the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly and from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word. And as they, which is the women, went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, rejoice. So they came and held him, which is Jesus, by the feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there you will, they will see me. 
Mark 16, verses 1 through 11 says, Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices, that they might come and anoint him with his feast. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in long white robes sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. Therefore you will see him, as he said to you. So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb, where they trembled and were amazed, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now when he, which is Jesus, rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him, as they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 11 says, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to him, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again? And they remembered his, which is Jesus' words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them told these things to the apostles and their words seemed to them like idle tales and they did not believe them john 20 verses 1 through 18 says now on the first day of the week mary magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb when she ran and came to simon peter and to the other disciple whom jesus loved and within brackets that's the apostle john this is the way he refers to himself he quite often talks to about himself in third person and he says this is the disciple jesus left and said to them they have taken away the lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him peter therefore went out and the other disciple which is john and were going to the tomb so they both ran together and the other disciple which is john remember this is the gospel of john and he's writing about himself and he calls himself the other disciple because he talks about himself in third person and we're going to the tomb so they both ran together and the other disciple which is john outran peter and came to the tomb first and he which is john stooping down and looking in saw the linen cloth lying there yet he did not go in then simon peter came following him which is john and went into the tomb, and he, which is Simon Peter, saw the linen cloth lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his, which is Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, which is John, who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he, which is John, saw and believed. 
For as yet they did not know the scripture that he, which is Jesus, must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples, which is Simon, Peter, and John, went away again to their own homes. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him, which is Jesus, to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me. Sorry, I need a parenthesis. I mean a um, quotation uh, do not cling to me, for I have not ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and to your father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Within brackets I have, who first saw that Jesus' tomb was open when they came on Sunday, the, the third day after his crucifixion. And Sunday was the first day of the week, so they about that in all four of the gospels but we're talking about easter day and which is the third day after jesus had been buried and my question again since i put all of those comments so you're focused is who first saw that jesus's tomb was open when they came on sunday the third day after his crucifixion matthew 28 1 through 6 says now after the sabbath as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door. I lost my place. I'm so sorry. Something popped up on my computer and I had to delete it. The way the ads are, and I apologize. Okay. And rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and because, and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you see Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. As he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Mark 16, 1-6 through 6 says, Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Again, I want to remind you. You might think, I just thought I heard that. We heard it more in its entirety, and I'm pulling out the part that answers the specific question, and I put it together to compare it. Luke 24, verses 1 through 8 says, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they 
and and the certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared but they found the stone rolled away from the tomb then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they, which is the angel, said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He, which is Jesus, is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his, which is Jesus' words. John 20, verse 1 says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Within brackets, I have the Gospel of Matthew says, After the Sabbath, which is Sunday, that Mary Magdalene and the other Mary had come to see the tomb. This goes on to say that there was a great earthquake and an angel of the Lord whose countenance was like lightning and had clothing as white as snow came down from heaven and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it additionally it says that the guards were afraid and shaking for fear of him which is the angel the gospel of mark says that when the sabbath was passed which is sunday mary magdalene mary the mother of james and salome brought spices that they might come and anoint him which is jesus they were wondering on the way to the tomb who would roll the stone from the door of the tomb for them but when they got there, they realized the large stone had already been rolled away. In Luke, it says the first day of the week, Sunday, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing spices they had prepared and found the stone had been rolled away from the tomb. The Gospel of John says that Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early on the first day of the week, which is Sunday, and saw the stone had been taken from the tomb. So within brackets, I have... All four Gospels are consistent that the large stone of Jesus' tomb had been rolled away early on Sunday morning. They are inconsistent about which women went to the tomb with spices. Matthew says it was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. Mark says Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome. But Luke only says certain other women, while John says only Mary Magdalene. Are these inconsistencies even significant? So within brackets. Does it really matter if the first person or the persons to the tomb happened to be Mary by herself or if she was with one other woman or several other women? Not really. That doesn't change that one or more women went to the tomb early on Sunday, the third day after Jesus' crucifixion and the stone was rolled away and Jesus wasn't in the tomb. So that's not a significant inconsistency. It's just phrased differently, like different disciples points of view and I'm getting ahead of myself okay within brackets does hmm, okay within brackets I have does it matter that the gospel of Matthew said that Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there while there were was a great earthquake and an angel of the Lord whose countenance was like lightning was clothing this white as snow came down from heaven and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it but the other gospels don't mention the earthquake and say that the stone was already removed from the tomb door by the time they got there. Whether they were there when the large stone was removed from Jesus' tomb or came after it had been removed isn't relevant to whether the stone was removed from the tomb, which it was. It is also not relevant of whether one of the chapters talks about the earthquake and the other chapters don't. That's not relevant. The relevance is that 
when one or more of the women got there, the tomb was empty. Jesus wasn't there. Okay, I have within brackets. This is, although there's are major minor inconsistencies in wording, it is basically the same thing. You will find out if you watch this brief video by J. Warner Wallace, an LA cold case detective, who tells that witnesses rarely report things exactly the same way. Unfortunately, you're listening to on a podcast, so hopefully you write this down. I'll try to read all of the the YouTube information so you could get it because it's like a really significant video. It's called Were the Gospels Written by Eyewitnesses? You can find this at, and this is all lower, no, it's not all lowercase, mostly lowercase, I'll tell you when it's capital, and um, no space. H-T-T-P-S, so if I'm saying it, it's lowercase, and I'll say if it's a capital. Colon, double backslash, www.youtube.com, C-O-M, slash, watch, W-A-T-C-H, question mark. Lowercase b, and then it's the equal sign. Lowercase s, lowercase i, capital O, lowercase c, lowercase b, capital L, lowercase y, capital K, lowercase u, capital E, and lowercase k. This three minute and 27 second video, in my opinion, is really worth watching because it clarifies so many things about the inconsistencies in the gospel recordings that proves that they are reliable witnesses. So I'm going to paraphrase the gist of it. Uh, Jay Warner Wallace was an LA cold case detective and he was an atheist for a good portion of his life. And he was trying to prove that Jesus didn't really exist, and he approached it like a cold case detective, and he looked to see the different accounts of, about Jesus and the witnesses, you know, and that there are some inconsistencies, and some of those inconsistencies prove that it actually did happen. There are several things. There's um, one, people, in a normal situation, if they see it, um, say like if somebody saw an accident on the street, each person would report it a little bit different. There's, they each paraphrase it in their own way of speaking and they share the part they saw and can't share the part they didn't see. But the thing is, as he tells, um, that if all of the reports from all the people that saw the accident were exactly the same. He doesn't say accident, it's just fine. Were exactly the same. It would show that that wasn't truthful because that only way that could be exactly word for word the same or so perfectly the same would mean they corroborated with each other and say, okay, we'll say it this way. And, and then they do that. And that's not the way it's said in the Bible. So that's additional proof. Um, Different people say it from their own perspective, but it is really, really helpful in watching this video and makes so much sense when you hear this. And he went through all of the proofs that he has to go through as a cold case detective and the eyewitness accounts or interviewing people that were eyewitnesses in the Bible were extremely consistent and makes them very credible witnesses.
Okay, within brackets, what happened when they went to tell the disciples that Jesus has arisen from the grave on the third day like he said he would? Matthew 28, 8 through 10 says, So they, which is the women, went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Mark 16, verses 8 through 10 says, So they went out and fled from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now when he, which is Jesus, rose early on the first day of the week, he, which is Jesus, appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven de demons. She went and told those who had been with him, as they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. Luke 24, verses 9 through 10 says, then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. John 20, verses 14 through 18 says, Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not, Mary Magdalene, and did not know that it was Jesus. Mary said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? From whom are you seeking? She, supposing him, which is Jesus, to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him. I will, I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned to him and said, turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I am not ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am sending to I am ascending to my father and to your father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Within brackets, these basically say the same thing except some of the passages include more people as additional information. The most significant part is that both the Gospels of Matthew and John say that Jesus made himself known to the woman or women who were going to tell the disciples that he, which is Jesus, had arisen on the third day, as he said he would, and Jesus would see them in Galilee. Is it significant that the Gospels of Mark and Luke don't say this? As you heard in the about the J. Warner Wallace video, sometimes witnesses don't repeat, report things exactly the same, but are still valid witnesses. Within brackets, what happened when the disciples were told by the women that Jesus had arisen from the grave on the third day? Matthew 28, verses 9 through 12 says, And as they went to tell the disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they, which is the women, were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. Within brackets, verses 28 through 16 talks about the guard, but verse 17 goes on to say, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. Mark 16, verses 10 through 11 says, She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. And when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. 
Luke 24, 9 through 12 says, Then they, which is the women, returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them, who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves, and he departed marveling to himself at what he had at what had happened. John 20 verses 1 through 10 says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, which is John. This is the way he refers to himself. And said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, who we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple, which is John, and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together and the other disciple, which is John, ran, outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, which is John, stooping down and looking, it, looking in, saw the linen cloth lying there and he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him, which is John, and went into the tomb and he, which is Simon Peter, saw the linen cloth lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his, which is Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, which is John, who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he, which is John, saw and believed, for as yet they did not know the scripture, that he, which is Jesus, must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples, which is Simon, Peter, and John, went away again to their own homes. John Chapter 20, verse 18, further says, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he, which is Jesus, had spoken these things to her. Within brackets, I have the Gospel of Matthew doesn't say how the disciples reacted when the Gospels of Mark and Luke say that the disciples didn't believe it when they were told the woman or women saw Jesus. The Gospel of John tells of the other two times that Mary went to the tomb the first time in John 20, verse 2, she told Simon, Peter, and John, who then ran to the tomb. John 20, verses 3 through 8, goes on to say, Peter therefore went out, and the other disciple, John, which is John, I mean, and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, the other disciple, which is John, outran Peter, and came to the tomb first. And he, which is John, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloth lying there Yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, which is John, and went into the tomb. And he, Simon, which is Simon Peter, saw the linen cloth lying there, and the handkerchief that had been round his, which is Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, which is John, who came to the tomb first, went in also. There is a reason why I'm reading this portion again, because it's part of my proof. Which is John, saw and believed. So within brackets, in that, this portion says that John saw and believed, implies that he had been doubtful before seeing the proof of the empty tomb and the linen cloth and the handkerchief being folded together and set in a place by itself. That was my within brackets, in John above is when Mary first told Peter and John that the tomb was empty. It was later when Mary was weeping in John 20, verses 13 through 18, when Jesus told her to tell the disciples that he would see them in Galilee. It doesn't say what their response was when she told them. 
Does that mean that all the disciples believed the report that Jesus had arisen since the Gospels of Matthew and John didn't say otherwise? No, it's more evident further on that the disciples didn't believe when they were initially told this. I think that relates to John 20 verse 9, which says, For as yet they did not know the scripture that he, which is Jesus, must rise again from the dead. So within brackets, the disciples were doubtful that Jesus had arisen when they first heard that the empty tomb from the woman or heard about the empty tomb from the woman or women. What caused them to actually believe that Jesus had arisen from the grave on the third day? That's what we're going to focus on next. Matthew 28 verses 11 through 16 says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, which is Jesus, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Mark 16, verses 14 through 18 says, Later he, which is Jesus, appeared to the leaven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he, which is Jesus, said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, and they will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. When this is a lead-in. When Cleopas and Simon talked to the disciples about meeting Jesus on the way to Emmaus, Luke 24, verses 33 through, 40, 33 through 49 says, So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem, that's Cleopas and Simon, and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road, the road to Emmaus, and how they saw Jesus there, and how he had was known to them in the breaking of bread. Now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. And he, which is Jesus, said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he, which is Jesus, had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? So they gave him, which is Jesus, a piece of royal fish and some honeycomb, and he took it, and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which are written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he, which is Jesus, opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, 
and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are ended with a endowed with the power from on high. I apologize. Okay. Um, John 20, verses 19 to 23 says that then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he, which is Jesus, Jesus, showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them, again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he, which is Jesus, had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Within brackets, they didn't believe the witnesses the witness of others, even disciples they trusted. But when they saw Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Savior, alive, they finally, finally believed he had arisen from the grave on the third day. Here's additional proof. Within brackets, I have Jesus appeared to his disciples again after eight days after Easter. John 20, verses 24 through 31 says, Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. That's all. Easter evening. He wasn't there then. And this is eight days later. The other disciple, therefore, disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he, which is Thomas, said to them, Unless I see his hands, see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Then after eight days, his disciples spoke. The telling them was not eight days. Now it's eight. Sorry, I didn't say exactly right. Okay, and after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst. So this is eight days after Easter, after Jesus has arisen from the grave. Jesus, who was crucified and buried and rose again, is appearing to him again. He appeared to him on Easter. But he's peering to him again eight days later. I just want to clarify because I want to make sure I explained it well. Okay. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst. Peace to you. Then he, which is Jesus, said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be uh, unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his, his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Within brackets, I have Jesus appeared to all his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias before he ascended in heaven. So that's a a whole nother time that he, uh, and the ascension is supposed to be 40 days after. So I'm going to tell you this is 40 days after, but I don't have something that says 40 days after in this passage. Okay. So Jesus appeared to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias before he ascended into heaven. John 21 verses 1 through 14 says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples 
at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he, which is Jesus, showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter had said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we're going to go, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? They answered him, no. And he, which is Jesus, said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore, that disciple who loved, whom loved Jesus, which is John, that's how he talks about himself, said to Peter, it is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed him, and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the nets with fish. Then as soon as they came to the land, they saw fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have caught, just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to the land full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. And that's in the, that part of the passage is one that goes on, but this is focused on the research question I had. Okay, within brackets, in my opinion, an interesting point is related to all the times in the Old Testament because I've written all these down. You know, all the times he told them that he foretold of his betrayal, death, and resurrection on the third day, but the disciples didn't understand it when somebody came and told them that he had risen from the grave. They just couldn't comprehend it, and they didn't understand it. It didn't make sense to them. So when it does happen, they don't even connect it to what Jesus had told them beforehand. Thus, they don't believe it at first when it happens. The important thing to remember is when Jesus said in John 3, 16 through 21, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him, which is Jesus, is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light, does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Within brackets, I have my advice is to focus on Jesus Christ, our Lord, the light of the world. And you might think, oh, he's never going to forgive me, but Peter denied him three times, and, and Jesus still forgave him over and over again. And the part of the latter part of John 21 is where Jesus is telling them that that his church is going to be built on uh, 
uh, firm foundation of Peter, you know, and he asked Peter to lead his sheep, to feed his sheep. There's a couple different ways, but, but Jesus forgave him. We're all simple human beings, but if we ask Jesus in our heart, we don't have to go to a church, dance, but you don't have to. You don't have to sign a formal paper. We don't have to say it a certain way. It doesn't have to be witnessed from anybody. You don't have to say it out loud. If you just say it in your heart, you know, Jesus, I love you. I want to follow you. Show me what to do. Whatever you say in your heart and you genuinely are focusing on him, he will, he will help you and he will show you the way. Are Christians perfect? No. It's a one step forward, two steps back quite often for me, I have to admit. <laughs> or sometimes it's two steps forward, one back. But it, we're not perfect. But when I do things wrong and I catch myself, then I try to apologize to God and he forgives me and helps me toward being a better person. And your life will be changed immensely and please share this with other people you think will benefit from it. Thank you. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.